In this episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, uh, I go from uh, confidant to confidant. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. Today I learned that one person who I considered a confidant ain't all that confidante. <laughs> Additionally, I learned that the prevailing perception of this person in the eyes of many is not particularly favorable. I was kind of shocked and began asking myself if I contributed at all to this perception that she runs to me with everything. I, mean, I don't know. I may have. Earlier this year, I snapped a couple of times over issues that I probably took too personally in her presence. And at any rate, I'm, I'm going to go with my gut instinct and begin pulling back just a little, you know, working hard to maintain a healthy distance between me and my staff. You know, once again, it's a lot cleaner to make decisions with a healthy distance and to think that I thought I had a real handle on decision making last year. Oof, wisdom and experience. With testing going on virtually all morning this week, it's been a pleasantly quiet day at school. All right, let's dig into it. Woo! This is going to be a transparent and vulnerable episode. So here we go. So first of all, when I look back, I have to admit that though what I'm going to share with you are universal principles of leadership, and it's just how people work, I realize that I've grown over time with wisdom. Like I, I, I believe one of my gifts is I know people. I just I know how people tick. I know how they work. I can see them as like machinery, and I know we're very complex beings, but they're just some things that are universally true that I know now but didn't know then. So back then, I was probably more caught up in my approval rating and likability than I needed to be. And I know how I'm wired. And I know at my weaker moments, I will, you know, sacrifice universal principle, thinking that I'm the exception, you know, I'm the exception to the rule. I'm the one principle who can bring. Uh, staff members close like who are teachers so and listen when I use words like levels I'm not talking about uh, you know condescending hierarchy I'm talking about levels of leadership right so the essence of this post is as a leader you know if you're a principal you can pass your problems across to other principals you can pass them up to Mentors, uh, you know, district leaders who supervise you, superintendents, but you can't pass them down. And so, again, when I say down, I don't mean in a condescending way. I'm talking about to the people you supervise. You can't pass them down that way, uh, especially when they involve other people. Now, I'm not talking about general problems like we've got discipline issues or we've got issues of rigor in the curriculum. I'm talking about issues that then compromise your leadership and that's 
what was going on. And I thought, I know I thought this, that, hey, I'm relational. I'm cool enough. I'm relatable enough. And I'm open-minded enough that I can get away with this. Like, I'm the exception. But this is universal principle. It's universal principle, and there are no exceptions. Uh, you may get away with it without harm, but there are, there's always going to be some form of blowback, whether it manifests itself or not. And so the, the first thing is this, and I've talked with a few leaders over the past few days about this. The principalship is the uh, dirty little secret now. You know, for 20 years, we've been working as an industry to get rid of teacher isolation and now you know teacher collaboration is just part of the dna of just about every school the real question is are we collaborating effectively well the next frontier is the principalship but no one's addressing that and so the principalship is still a very isolated position and as you're developing leaders at the school it's easy to slip up and start going to that place where you as a principal forget that your position changes the dynamic and again I know I got caught up there I know I wasn't outrageous with what I shared but it's just inappropriate and, and here's why one you put let's say I'm, I'm working on a teacher or you know or a counselor whoever you put teachers in an unfair position now in the minds of most people it's titillating and it feels like you trust them and you very well might. I mean, I didn't I didn't select this person randomly. I knew who I was talking with and thought I could trust them. I just violated universal principles of leadership. But people on the outset are going to feel it's, it's titillating. It's uh, there's a sense of power in knowing information that well, one about other people and two information you should know. Like information you got no business having. There's there's a level of power with it. And you're going to have some staff members who are going to wield that power. Like they love to let people know they know. And as I'm saying this, I can name people in my life like that. I can name staff members who just have their wire that way. They love to let folk know they know. And then others who keep it under wraps, but then they've got an internal thing going on. And here's what that looks like. You know, if you're sharing something quote-unquote in confidence with your confidant about a staff member's performance I can promise you there's gonna come a moment there's gonna come a moment where they're asking themselves deep down wow like what what if this happened to me <laughs> like that's the internal stuff that we don't need teachers having to deal with uh, when we share you know inappropriately but a part of them is thinking that, it's like, wow, like, what's the quote? Uh, by the grace of God, uh, there goes the, 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 but I, you know what I'm talking about. Like, this could be me. You know, that's, that's one issue. Two, of course, they can, you know, the reason I, I, I grew from this place is, you know, through wisdom experience and, and some pain. And I also realize, and knowing people, that just about everyone tells one person. Like, everybody that you swear to secrecy tells one person that they also swear to secrecy. And then, uh, so if enough people tell one person, the whole damn school's going to know soon. 
And so now, nowadays, if I don't want it to get out, I don't tell anybody. I don't talk to, you know, my wife's the only one that might be, might be a little more airtight than I am. And I'm airtight. So I just know now that if I don't want it out, I don't tell anybody because I just know that everyone, uh, you swear to secrecy, swears one person to secrecy. Now, here's the other thing that I might have thought then, but if I were a teacher then with the brain, wisdom and experience and list of screw ups that I have now, here's what else I'd be thinking. As you, the principal, are sharing inappropriate information about Nicole, the teacher, it might be titillating to me. It might feel like, wow, you really trust me. But a, but a part of me today would also say, wow, if, if, she would sh- if she's willing to share this inappropriate information about her teacher to me, why is it unreasonable to think that in another scenario, she'd be sharing inappropriate information about me to someone else? And that is completely legit. And that's not what you want people to think about you because right there, whether they, you know, express it or not, or whether it comes to the surface or not, that's like a breach of trust. And so I became very cognizant of that, realizing that my my short term esteem issues and self-worth issues and ego issues that wanted, you know, was more concerned with likability than, you know, universal leadership principles. You know, I was compromising trust. Because again, once you get past the initial excitement about being told something you're not supposed to hear, that's where my brain goes. And that's where it goes automatically today. You know, I've been in situations, even as a consultant, where I'm talking to people in certain positions and, you know, they're talking about my peers and in ways that I have no business hearing. Like, I have no business hearing. And all I can think about is I'm half hearing the information and trying to find an awkward segue to get out of there. And another part of me is thinking, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> right? It's Joe today, right? But it's going to be Ken tomorrow. And so it's just made me very careful about confidants and being sure that you are passing those issues across and up. So it's not even about like who the person is, is secondary to you know, where they are as stakeholders. And so, again, I understand how the principalship, assistant principalship, feels like you're in a fishbowl and you are serving several stakeholder groups and you need a place to to process, to vent, to let out, to ask questions, to wonder, to bounce things off of. And so you've got to be intentional. If your district doesn't have principals working in collaborative teams or arranged in collaborative teams, you've got to be intentional about securing a confidant. And it could be in the form of a peer, you know, or create a network of leaders with whom you can speak and just come up with some ground rules and norms about, you know, confidentiality, what's said here stays here, you know, protecting, you know, the thoughts and you know, ruminations and questions that people have. You can also look into a mentor or coach like me. That's what I do. I'm going to be putting together packages to, um, you know, short-term packages of mentor principles, but that's another option. You know, someone with wisdom and experience and expertise, but has no stake at your school. You know, it's 
you know, without the training and expertise of a therapist, it's like talking to someone where you, there's no risk involved. And um, I'm not comparing what I do to a therapist. I, I have a wonderful therapist. <laughs> that is not the case. But I'm, what I'm saying is, it, you know, I would be someone outside your district that you can hop on a call or a Zoom call or someone like me where you could just let loose without fear of reprisal. And so I'm going to say it to you one more again, as Martin says. I'm going to say it one more again. I know there's someone listening who believes they can outsmart this process the way I thought I could outsmart it. And I'm I'm here to tell you, you cannot because it's not about you. It's about how people work. It's about how people think. It's about the impact of positional leadership. And these are universal principles, which means they're going to they're going to roll out and manifest themselves at no matter the circumstances. So be sure to have confidants that are appropriate in terms of their role. And if you are in, if you're embroiled in an inappropriate confidant relationship, you've got to tactfully sever that thing before the blowback occurs and it comes back to bite you. I got a book coming, baby. My first solo author published book, Ruthless Equity, Disrupting the Status Quo and Ensuring Learning for All Students will be out in December of 2021. Go to RuthlessEquity.com to find out more. That's RuthlessEquity.com. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, the death toll is rising, baby. It is rising. The bodies have fallen. It's rising, and so is my anxiety. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.